I have a vital question for you. Vital. Vital. People gotta know. They need to know because, well, I'm kind of like telling on myself here, but I want to know what- This is me telling the people. (laughs) What is the name that you give to people when they ask your name and you don't want them to know your name? So in this scenario, let's call it, we're at a Starbucks Mm -hmm. and person A comes up to you and says, hi, I'm- And- I would love to talk to you. So what's your name? Mm-hmm. That's that's the scenario. Yeah. We're, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I'm lame. So I'll come up with two options for you. So I think I would actually just say my name. But if I felt panicked, like I was somehow set up to a situation where I felt the need to give a pseudonym, I think I would usually go with something close by like Hallie or like something that's close enough to my name that I can work my way through it. But I would probably just try to change the subject. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, oh, it's so nice to meet you. What's your name again? How do you spell that? You, we're spelling B-O-B, Bob. Mm. Bob. Okay. I was thinking B-A-W-B, but you, you have to check. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to know. So where, where, where are you from, Bob? Yeah, 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 what's my name? I know, but what are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> See, I, if I were going to change the subject, I'd be like, I would go in total left field. And just be like, you know, actually, that's a good point that the the pineapple rates are falling in Hawaii. Why do you think that is? I think it's because that we took over that state for the pineapple. We've exploited them. And I think it's a problem. So well, I can tell you from my in-depth cultural study from Moana that it's because the island is missing its heart and wow. it's sad. <laughs> so, so I can bad. solve that problem with science. At the rest of the world, pretty much every country has some sort of story and like, and then America butted in and then all of a sudden it was like, okay, I'm sorry, but Africa and India have entered the chat and they would like to point the finger at the UK. Okay, but counterpoint, several places that America occupies are not proper like protectorates like Puerto Rico, which we won't even talk about that, but they're just like, oh, we just like moved in and built a bunch of bases and we live here now. So, <laughs> so anyway, to bring it back around to the original topic, after we had our geography lesson slash history lesson slash cultural lesson, pineapple shortages, <laughs> pineapple shortages. So I like to give. I'll do one of two things when it comes to giving a false name. And the first is that I will give a ridiculous, crazy, I bet. a ridiculous yeah. name, like. Oh, my name is Coco Cachao. Um, yeah, I, my name I, is Flugel. Yeah, my name is. Florence Pugh and uh, <laughs> no relation. <laughs> it's actually spelled P-E-W. But you wanna be- <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, we're a very holy family. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, or we are actually of no relation to the LePews, Peppy, or any others. <laughs> and also really- we smell better. So <laughs> remember that. Thank you. Or I, in this, in this case, I was very taken off guard. I didn't have time to like prepare myself for this because I went to the gas station and let me just make a quick sidebar note. Like if you have a man and he's not complimenting you go to any gas station and you'll be complimented out the wazoo. Okay. Just like another suggestion, like (laughs) become self-aware enough that you don't need a man to validate I would just say it's important though, as a romantic partner to give validation to your partner, even if they don't need it or ask for it. Absolutely. But as a single person, 
don't go to strangers for it. PSA. That's how you get kidnapped. I'm just saying, I just went for gas. That was the only purpose of the trip. So you just said you went for attention and it is on the court transcript. I really think that I just sort of live my life <laughs> for attention. I'm not sure that that's specific to the location. The stenographer <laughs> is staring at you like, ma'am. <laughs> Like, I'm like, very, like, I was I'm very impressed by her shorthand. I have, I've been meaning to tell you. <laughs> Be impressive. Yeah, uh, you guys are a two-person podcast. How do you afford a stenographer? Don't ask us questions. We'll see you. Uh, okay, <laughs> it's a lot cheaper to have a stenographer than a producer. Okay, <laughs> hence the late yeah. episodes. Our priorities are stenography and not editing. <laughs> Thanks so much. Anyway, I I gave the name Brittany this time around. I gave Brittany this time and sometimes i'll give like a, it's either a crazy name or very like run-of-the-mill name because like i don't want you to like because like emma it's not an uncommon name but i wouldn't say it's like a super popular name anymore either like there was a phase where like a lot of people were naming their babies emma but it is no longer in like the top five baby girl names so we've moved on to yeah. mckaylee and Peslo and cheese it so <laughs> we've uh, we've you know evolved so um, I just want everyone to know that Hannah's AirPod fell out when I said that, so she probably has no idea what I said. So when she listens to the episode, she's going to hear. I heard Tesla, and then <laughs> no, I gave some really good ones that you would have reacted well to. So when you listen to the episode, you'll hear those names. I'm anyway, um, that was what I did this time, and I was just curious, like, what other fake names people come up with. So side sidebar sidebar, <laughs> you know, we really need to find a sidebar sound effect. That's like a guy from sure. the fifties going sidebar. <laughs> like, I don't know if that was like a thing that they did. I don't know. We'd have to look, look it up. Um, we'll just like ask a historian that we know <laughs> the point being, I was, I visited my niece for the first time. So my brother and sister-in-law mm-hmm. just had a baby girl and we visited her for the first time today and they were not telling people the name. They're still not telling people the name until they see you in person or until they've gotten through like all the family that they want to hold her before they say her name and like mm-hmm. give you the whole backstory. Mm-hmm. So my husband and I were of course guessing like, oh, what did they name her? Mm-hmm. And they're quite like a hipstery modern couple. So we had a couple of interesting guesses, but I'll tell you the anecdote that has quickly become my go-to story with my niece and I think she's going to be known as this name for the rest of her life but we were coming up with a bunch of names as like they really like French things they really like traveling and so we were like maybe it'll be Perrier you know or (laughs) San Pellegrino you know (laughs) like (laughs) something easy or Evian you know something Mm, mm -hmm. I could buy with an Evian (laughs) you know uh, and everybody always gives like the satchel and apple examples, but where is branch? Where is branch mm. in all of this? You know, uh, trunk, where are you at? Wheatgrass. <laughs> where are you? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, I feel like a name like Evian is honestly, it's so Upper East Side. Like it's, it's, it's snobby in like a, in a subtle way you know but so it's like, like an if you know you know thing yeah but like who doesn't know was my question a lot of people don't know that's nuts what about vici that's what i would name my child <laughs> oh ivan ivan <laughs> that's a french ass name ivan. <laughs> um anyway mm-hmm. so the anecdote is that my husband and i got a picture of the baby the day she was born which is super exciting and my brother-in-law typed f-y-e-o do you know what that means? For your, I don't know. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. For your eyes only. Oh, so eyes only. Hannah, okay. Hannah Brain immediately translated that and went, 
Don't send the picture around. Got it. We're not posting her yet. Totally understand. Sure. Luke, my husband, was like, Hannah, did you see that they sent the name over? And I was like, no. And I was scrolling through the thread and he's like, they named her Fio. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> and so she'll always be Fio to us. My <laughs> sweet little niece Fio. <laughs> Fio. I will say I read a book once and the, there was a baby in it that got named um the nickname was Theo, but it was a character from a Shakespeare novel. And now I can't remember which um Thisbe. No, Thisbe was the name. So um mm, interesting. So I thought that was interesting. It's very like it's snobby in a different kind of way. Yeah, so. in a slightly unexpected way. It's a it's a knowledge snob more than a like materialism mm-hmm. snob. So yeah. okay, I know you had other chit chat that you needed to get through. Emma had yeah. a lot on her chest this week, both metaphorically and literally. So <laughs> boobies. Okay, sorry. Anyway, it's your boob awareness moment for the podcast. Free the titty, protect the city. <laughs> get vaccinated. Sunshine. Anyway. <laughs> away Away. (laughs) get vaccinated (laughs) (laughs) anyway oh my gosh actually sidebar Mm -hmm. we were talking with um my sister-in-law's parents today because they were there visiting the baby as well and uh my sister-in-law's dad brought up a real it's like you have to trace the whole family Mm -hmm, tree mm -hmm. brought up a really interesting point that I hadn't thought about and I don't know why we haven't discussed it but like all the people that are really up in arms about the vaccine have they been chickenpox vaccinated everyone that is currently anti-vax for the most part has been vaccinated has anyone ever looked into the vaccine testing records for like any other vaccine like polio like literally any other vaccine like chickenpox shingles anything Mm -hmm. you know actually measles and polio are making a comeback in the u.s which is because of anti-vaxxers it's like atrocious i'm like i i'm sorry iron lungs is like do we so suddenly forget that you literally have to live in an iron lung when you have polio like i'm sorry does everyone remember this moment like go watch a franklin delano roosevelt movie come back let us know. That's it's, that's polio's iron lung, right? I think so. Okay, I think so. Well, it's I'm mostly de- so. <laughs> it's mostly a degenerative disorder that affects your mm-hmm. limbs. Right, but like it's fully preventable. Like it's that's that's what science does when they go through a vaccine trial process, so... where they make sure that over time and testing on real human subjects, and of course before that on animal subjects, and before that on lab floors that you know they make sure that it's acceptable and is going to prevent the disease that they designed it for so that's your mental anyway, health moment <clears throat> now that we're done um preaching to you even though we're totally correct and science is on our side anyway i have other other chats for us just other like chits to chat. some other chats to chit and maybe not use it that way <laughs> it sounds too much like something else so <laughs> i I had a moment where I remembered something that I used to do during the endless number of briefs that we would have during our military tenure. And arguably, you know, contractors have to do this. Civilian employees have to do this. You have to sit through, you know, a thousand briefs on like suicide awareness or, you know, sexual mandatory training, kind of literally things. everything. So my friends and I used to do because they're going to be looking to see if you're like looking at them. Right. So we used to play this game where we would 
take our notebooks that we'd have and we would try to draw an animal without looking at the paper because that way we're keeping eye contact with the instructor but we're like doing something else. So we would, my friend Clara, she'd be like, okay, wow. draw, draw a giraffe. And I'd be like, okay. So I'd be like looking at the instructor and I'm trying to draw a giraffe without looking at the paper. And 10 out of 10 will recommend because the results are iconic. So unless it's like an actually really important briefing, like sexual assault in which case. Sure, 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 sure. Sure, sure, sure. I'm saying like the ones that you have to hear a thousand yeah. times over. Like, yeah, the ones that are stupid that are like, hey, do you know how to answer the phone? Let me mm-hmm. tell you how to answer the phone. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm you know, silly, silly ones that are mostly common sense. So um, otherwise, yes, I would of course suggest that you pay attention, especially if you are a man and it's a sexual assault brief, but. I just say for those who would come for you who are like, oh, you didn't listen to all the briefings that were. Okay. Well, we also had to do computer courses on the same briefings. So trust me, the, the knowledge was learned. So. We been new. We heckin' been new. We heckin' been new, that's so good. <laughs> I always associate heckin with like dog media. So like like all the times it's like, do you want to go outside? Oh, I heckin want to go outside. <laughs> There's just something about seeing a dog like look disappointed and the text just says heck. There's just something about it. Um, which reminds me that I was driving my car home from the gym one day and I saw this woman on a walk with a bulldog puppy. Thing was probably only like eight to ten weeks old, just a ball of squish, and it was so cute. Just and and it was trying to climb up into someone's yard to pee and but it's an elevated like like an elevated brick wall in front of the grass so so he like he like jumps and he's like okay i'll try again okay (laughs) (laughs) one more time and so he gets halfway up and then he just scrambles his way in it's like a 10 second affair of this dog just trying to get into the yard and i was like (gasps) and i definitely like almost missed my stoplight because i was just staring at this puppy so Oh heck. Oh heck. Heck one more time. (laughs) Oh yeah. And my last my last chit chat, which is completely in a totally opposite direction. Okay. I have to take it easily. And holidays work differently around the world. I don't know. Some in some places just (laughs) segue. I have to I have to know. So much to say about Syrian (laughs) So much to say. I must know why are certain meats delegated to certain holidays? I need Thanksgiving is turkey. Christmas here, ham. Fourth of July, hot dogs. Why are specific meats delegated to certain? What if we just like now? Granted, I grew up eating ham on Christmas Eve. Like that was our family thing. Like my grandma would make a huge dinner, and it was always ham. So I can never associate Christmas with any other meat. And then one dad, one year, my dad, one dad, my one dad. I have a stepfather as well, so technically I have two. I don't know, but my my dad, he made a pot roast for Christmas Eve one night, and I was like. Was it big controversy? Well, my, I just, I couldn't like reconcile it to myself. I was like, this isn't, this isn't ham. Like, of course I still ate it and it was great, but I was like, this doesn't feel like Christmas Eve because- The Twilight Zone's just playing in the background. Like, <laughs> and, I was like, and you just see, like, it just zooms in on my like face, siren in the distance. <laughs> and then it zooms so. in on the pot roast. <laughs> it's like that moment in It Takes Two when she's like, the staircase and then the stepmom comes out with the, the mask on and yeah. she sees the portrait yeah. yeah that thing it was like that yeah, yeah. so i will say mm-hmm. probably disappointingly very little of it is actually cultural and most of it is just advertising mm-hmm. okay it's well become, you know 
mass culture because of successful advertising campaigns. Well, a lot of people do turkey on Christmas, which I think is so strange. You just had turkey a month ago. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. just ate that. Switch it up. You were just there. Well, I, I actually have a turkey fun fact that is, this is probably the only time I'll get to use it. Okay. So just bear with me. I'm here. Um, bear with me another animal for you. I will say the turkey, (laughs) the turkey fun fact is that in Farsi, right? So Persian Mm -hmm. Farsi, Mm -hmm. the way that you say turkey is based on the noise it makes, which I think is the smartest thing in the world. So to say turkey, you say, (laughs) I don't know what the Arabic word for turkey is, but I'm I know it's not that. So yeah. So I I had a colleague who really liked like foreign language fun facts or like foreign language pun jokes. So there's a lot stored in my memory. But is how you say turkey because it's what they sound like. Hmm. We should just do that for everything from now on. I agree. I mean, <clears throat> I would much rather say, have you seen that really cute moo than have you seen that cow? <laughs> oh, which reminds me. I have I have two cow jokes. I have two. Two. Color me invested. <laughs> <clears throat> I, have, I have jokes. But the first one is a pretty obvious one. And it's like more, the more widely known of the two. So I've got a backup just in case. Okay. Okay. Because okay. you're probably going to get the answer on this. And that's fine. I'm prepared. I'm Would prepared it for you behoove you to listen in? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry. Honestly, please don't tune us out. <laughs> like, please um, don't just- you're still here, right? <laughs> Don't hang up. Hello, <laughs> guys. Okay. <laughs> well, we're going to keep talking anyway. So, You're like, cow uh, joke number one. <laughs> cow joke numero uno. And that is, what do you call a cow with no legs? Just think about it for a second. Don't feel bad if you don't get it. It's okay. <laughs> but once I tell you, you're going to be really mad at yourself. <laughs> Ground beef. So. That's cute. That's not the cute. Here, 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 my second one. Okay. Why do cows have hooves instead of feet? Are you ready? Okay. They lack toes. Because of milk. Yes. <laughs> I have the funny used- thing is, I actually am laughing. <laughs> I have used this joke on like more than one person ever since I saw that. I was like, what? (laughs) Because one guy that I follow on Instagram made the first cow joke as his caption. So I was like, well, I'm going to come back with another cow joke in the comments. So I like, I looked some up and like, I did some like, you know, surveys. (laughs) I tested some out and I was like, okay, this is the best one. And that's where the lactose one came in. And ever since, these are the two jokes that I've just been recycling over and over and over. So if you have a lot of time on your hands, listen, if you have listened (laughs) and you hear these jokes and then I tell you the joke, please just like humor me and pretend you don't know the answer. Like just work with me. Laugh. Go. Even it's okay. This is a great way to close up to chat. Okay. So I'm going to set the scene for you and I'm going to see if you would answer the same way I did. Okay. So... I was at some sort of an event or a party. I can't quite remember, but it was a mass group of people pre-COVID, pre all of that, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So it was many, many moons ago. And I think it was bar-esque. So if it wasn't at a bar, they were serving drinks. It was evening, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. imagine. (laughs) So imagine. (laughs) 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 So (laughs) basically, um, 
I was, I was standing and the, I think this guy was either hitting on me or hitting on a friend of mine, Okay, but he was like, Oh, I have a, I have a joke for you. And I was oh, like, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. which is funny because we're the people who would do that to someone else right we'd be like, we're we're funny <laughs> and well, also think also been funny but also we're not men so it's not insufferable so yeah true true um you know thousands of years of oppression will do that to you but the point being <laughs> trauma has made us funny so anyway <laughs> so anyway he was <laughs> he was like really gearing up so he was like Oh no. How much does the polar bear weigh? I already know the answer, but do you want me to pretend that I don't? Yeah. So I literally like slow turned my head and I was like, enough to break the ice. And exactly that delivery. <laughs> I was like, just deadpan staring at him and he goes, oh, no. And he walks away. <laughs> Uh, here we are Emma and Hannah ruining men's dreams one day at a time since 1993 <laughs> <laughs> when my dad was like two girls <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh rip sorry dad he's never gonna listen to this so it's fine <laughs> anyway I won that's like uh, for you to use that that's the most overused like ice literal ice but, like, why in is that a thing like it's not funny just even the first time i heard it i didn't laugh yeah like mm, yeah i would have rather had the lactose joke (laughs) that would have been good pro tip to all you dudes open with the lactose joke they're not gonna get the answer (laughs) peak early (laughs) let her carry you to the finish line But like, honestly, and this just re my, my last week's story of using lines, like, do not come up to me and be like, I have a joke for you. Like, you are the joke unless, now, sir. Unless you have a good joke. Okay. Even then, though, like, I am now prepared for you to annoy me. So I don't know if I'm going to think it's funny, you know, like, tell I me the joke. Imagine, imagine if he came to you and he was like, and you didn't know the joke. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what do you call? A cow with no legs. <laughs> I can't in imagine. This, in this world, like, I don't know the punchline. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like, that would be points gained. Sure. If you're attractive. Yes. Oh. <laughs> That's the reality, babes. <sighs> Dating is rough out, out there. there. <laughs> Get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now that we have chit-chatted, told mm. our jokes... The audience is here they've laughed this is not a stand-up show as much as you guys might think it is now. although you'd be like please go on tour <laughs> or, we're considering it. okay we're truthfully considering. and honest to god we have talked about this if this podcast were to ever take off and like live shows were an option i would so be there like catch me in copenhagen with hannah doing a live show heller we are here what are we talking about today i don't know something insensitive and you might cry but we're here so it's great but we'll also tell cow jokes (laughs) (laughs) it's a (laughs) win-win i would say balanced (laughs) i would say well done (laughs) oh but if you do eat your meat well done don't talk to me just don't take your jaw chewing like pain and go somewhere else so i i order it medium well i'm a medium girl through and through that's how luke is and i just don't get it because it's like it's just like still moving a little bit (laughs) what you would hate is blue oh would not eat (laughs) 
So interesting that you say this. So eventually in the episode that we're planning to start any minute now, <laughs> there is going to be a quiz about food. So right. without further ado, let's intro the episode. Okay. Who okay. are we, Hannah? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've lost myself in the cow jokes. I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> I am Hannah. And I am Emma. And this is the transcontinental tea where corny jokes are a mere byproduct of the pure genius that we produce every single week, probably after when we plan to, but we're a two man show and it really is hard. <laughs> so stop messaging me, asking me where the episodes are. Okay. Like I'm already crying. <laughs> I don't need any more. We pressure. are constantly in negotiations with ourselves because we have to be fired and rehired on a consistent basis and there's a lot of legal paperwork and yeah. I just don't have the kind of time on my hands so. let me just say like I unfortunately because I'm not making a million dollars off this podcast yet and we haven't been giving a contract for whatever reason like hey <laughs> podcast one hi hey hi <laughs> we're hey. ready we, we're actually like heckin ready we're so ready <laughs> <laughs> We are wholesome. We are emotionally intelligent young women with good hair now that I've had mine done. And we're like ready. And a lot to say. <laughs> Lots of opinions. Maybe that's why I don't like it. Ooh, quick sidebar before we actually like do the episode because we need to. Um, okay. Is that I saw like some podcasts. I follow podcasting on Reddit. And sometimes it was like people suggesting there. Sometimes people asking for guests, people asking for ideas, you know, like this is and that. And I'm just waiting for the right time to flex on them with how amazing our podcast is. But I saw one and it was, it was two guys and they were like, yeah. So my friend, like, my name is Mark and my friend Trevor and I do a podcast. And I was like, eh. <laughs> two <laughs> men talking. <laughs> no. <laughs> what could you what are you, two and a half men, Charlie Sheen, get on them. <laughs> I'm like, what are you guys going to talk about? Like, what are you going to talk about? Modern issues? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you suffer so much, right? I mean, maybe they're, you know, people of color. I don't know. I made total assumptions based on the fact that they're men and, <laughs> I, if they are people of color like please make a podcast talking about your plights because the people need to be educated but if you're white men and all you're talking about is like we just have enough of you talking like what, what are you, you talking on the radio there's you talking on tv there's you talking in the newspaper like we get it we and get like this is not a saying if you have a topic that's like niche and interesting like put it out there no matter who you are but if you guys are just going on there just to like hear yourselves talk that's annoying okay top two pitches that you think mark and trevor like what is their podcast about go we'll swap back and forth okay how to pick up women in bars okay uh this is a different sports show it's like not the sports show that you think it's gonna be it's like a different one um unrealistic expectations for men on social media oh here's why she's not calling you back (laughs) why you should hit it and quit it oh yeah <laughs> so anyway we're exiting the misogyny station <laughs> anyway let's get into the episode what okay. are we doing today emma well besides tearing down the patriarchy one brick at a time <laughs> two if we can but i have my nails done so i don't know if i want to damage that <laughs> they're honestly hard okay it's a lot of dirt okay okay some an art form <laughs> thank you so much 
quick sidebar, just really last one, I promise, was, <laughs> was that there's this TikTok audio. I swear to God, there's this TikTok audio of this girl being like, I think that men are better than women. And this, her friend's like, no, you don't. She's like, no, no, like I really do. I think that like men are so great. And it's always on top of like when girls don't want to like move themselves out of their apartments or like anything that we don't want to do. <laughs> That's what this audio has been on top of. <laughs> so like when you're out to brunch and you like forgot like your credit card like I think men are so much better than women <laughs> it's just so funny and I also hate and it but it's funny it's called patriarchy evasion it's like tax evasion <laughs> <for the> <laughs> it's, like, it's like you don't know that we're using you but we're using you so just like the IRS they don't know Clever. <laughs> so anyway today's episode because last week's was so heavy-handed and so emotionally charged yeah. We decided to do something a little more lighthearted this week. And because like we know how much you guys care about what we think and who we are and our evidence <laughs> by the fact that you're still listening at this point, which is a Herculean effort. Crazy. <laughs> um we decided to do a series of quizzes back and forth to one another. Okay, can I just pitch them my name for the episode because it's not going to see the light okay. of day and I have accepted that as yes. part of our creative partnership. You get final say on episode titles because you usually type them in. But okay. I will say. <laughs> okay, so Emma's like, we should do a quiz episode. I was like, great, love that. Here's a couple quizzes. She was like, great, love that. You're up to date on our prep. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I have an episode title. And she's like, what? Of course, ready to receive it lie she wasn't Mm -hmm. she'd already thought of an episode title and she was ready to veto it with Mm -hmm. the click of a finger and so my pitch was questioning everything so with a t as like questioning come on but questioning doesn't make any sense (laughs) you know what i'm gonna it's you know what i'm vetoing both and i'm gonna come up with something else so it's fine Um, and then when hannah gets to these episodes she gets to come up with titles and that is the way that we work and that is fair trade. If you like honest. that. But Hannah is always too busy yeah. to do it. So I end up getting a monopoly on quiz titles and bios. So you're welcome. Yeah. And let me just say, can I can I just take a minute to complain? Because <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, I was working like just split shifts and I wasn't used to like full-time hours doing the same thing. So I've been working full-time hours, but I've had a lot of like, okay, I'll work from home or okay, I'll work here. And like, just a lot less workload. And so like I've started my new job and like my last two weeks have been just like constant mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. eight hours a day is a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it's a lot. And I feel like people don't talk about it enough. Like <laughs> the full-time job after you've had kind of a pandemic pass, like not really working a full-time job, like working nine to three kind of a thing. Like, Oh, what? Honestly, I have not worked. So, I mean, my actual job, I can only work 25 hours a week because that's like the, the max for the work study. So, and I guess I don't really count classes. So I haven't worked more than five hours a day since August of last year. Prepare thyself because it is a harsh freaking reality. I literally got to the end of my first week and it felt like a train had run over me. I was like, what is this feeling? And Luke was like, it's working full time. And I'm like, why do people do this? Like so sudden and new. Sorry, wicked moment. <laughs> um, probably my went over. Anyway, yeah, so this is a quiz episode. <laughs> and in it, <laughs> we're gonna do some quizzes any second now. <laughs> but are we, Hannah, are we are, are we doing a tea of the week? Do you have one ready for us? 
I think I think I have a small tea. It's not it's not yeah. a great tea. It's yeah. like when they're when they ask you like, oh, do you want tea at a restaurant? And you're like, yeah, great. And then they bring you out like a bag of Lipton. Like it's okay. Yeah, but yeah. it's not really tea. Yeah, mine's like that too. But the people need to know. So really quick, quick tea. Well, 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 would you like to go first? Yeah, sure. I can do that. So as everyone should be aware, if you are religiously listening to these episodes, and if you're not, I don't know why you're jumping around. You need to go in chronological order. Otherwise, the jokes we say will make no sense to you. And yeah, especially the Syrian Jews thing. If you don't have context for that, it's really offensive. So, so please make sure to, you get the inside joke. You need to go to Americans in Paris for that one. So yep. hit, hit it up. It's a good so, story. It's a good it's story. A great little story. Um, I will say. So probably one of the highlights of our trip, but I have been in the search for a new abode, a new home because. A new casa, if you will. So, if you will. And because my classes and my job are all going full in person starting in August slash September. And I currently live a 50 plus minute train ride away from Fordham. And it's not that it's impossible. Right. Fordham University is my place of learning slash work. And it's not that it's a tough train ride. (laughs) It's just that I only have one train line near me and sometimes it runs all the way to the station that I need in Manhattan. But most of the time, especially during the week, I have to ride a couple of stations down and then transfer to a new train. And these are about, I would say up to 10 minute delays for each. So that adds another 20 minutes to my trip, just standing in the subway station. And I don't know about you guys, but I have, let me just reiterate, not a hot weather person. Like I can't cope. No. So all I have to do, I could be chilled, like on a cold train, I get off and I'm like, well, that felt so great. I will be sweating in the next two minutes if I have to stand at that subway station. Yep. So this is just the reality of my life. So it's just generally inconvenient, especially because my workload is going to be 19 credits plus 25 hours of work a week. It's just, I can't cope with riding the train that much during the week for that long. Well, you just, you have to factor it in. Like, I know I was joking about like working full time, but it's not just that I work full time. Like you also have other activities on top of that. And Mm -hmm. if you factor that in plus travel time, you basically get home in time to eat something small and go to bed. Mm -hmm. And there are tons of people who live like that. And honestly, they're superstars because I couldn't do it. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes when I get like a late night, which happens like probably twice or three times a week at most, Mm -hmm. it's like exhausting the next day. So I, I just think you have to be practical with what your mental health resources are. That and I have to think about the dogs as well because yeah. they need to go out at least three times a day. I take them about every eight hours, every six to eight hours I take them out. And sometimes the longest I'll wait is 12 hours because that's how long, that's like the longest they're used to not going out. So any longer than that and I come home to pee in my living room. So, so I really need to think like I need to be in a place where I can in theory, go home, walk them, and then leave again without spending another two hours doing that, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and I found a place in Manhattan, Manhattan, because as we all know, I am Gossip Girl at heart. I should have always lived in Manhattan, but when I moved here, it was crunch time. I didn't have time to like worry about it, you know, like, and I found a great place in Brooklyn. And this is a great first apartment for me, but just given the circumstances, I had to look. So 
Hannah and I have been apartment hunting in tandem for a while. And I I'm her broker. <laughs> I've been watching several episodes of Million Dollar Listing New York. And yeah, I've both been fired and rehired, but mostly just rehired because I'm a great broker. I'm so, really good at apartment hunting. And my actual broker is like a word, but it's fine. Um, the good news is <laughs> the management is comping his fees. So I don't have to pay it. So <laughs> because what they'll do is they take 10% of your annual salary to pay the broker. So Which is insane. that's an insane amount of money. So and I make about 60 right now and 10% of that just to my broker, plus the deposit, plus the first month's rent on the apartment. So when I moved here, we paid upwards of like $5,000. And even without the broker's fee, this move is going to cost $4,100. Which is wild. Because the gross rent is $2,100. And for everyone that doesn't know New York City real estate, has no interest in it, you know, because it's insane to you, $2,100 is really not that bad. But no. So this is a funny thing. Like if you're apartment hunting in New York, you basically have to take off your reality hat and put on your New York real estate hat because like under $2,000 per month is wildly inexpensive and you should jump on it if it's not covered in roaches. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. And right now everyone's on like TikTok and Instagram being like, oh, this is like the worst time to in New York City. And they're showing these insanely long lines of viewers outside of apartments. What they're not telling you is that those apartments they're stupid cheap because of COVID. That's true. And they're in like prime spots. They're in Soho. They're in Chelsea. They're in the West and East villages. Like, and no one's talking about that. So they're making it seem as if there's no apartments in New York city. And all you have to do is be okay. Not living in a prime neighborhood because what you're paying for is the name of the neighborhood. And yeah, like so high from that, you got a great area. Yeah. So my apartment is in a neighborhood called sugar Hill, which is like Everyone thinks Harlem is this dangerous area and it gets a bad rap. And Harlem today is not the Harlem that it was 20 years ago. We probably should blame gentrification for that. I found a place where the gross rent is 2100 but the net rent is $1,736. So for context, I pay $1,750 at my current place. And it's a nice, like it's a nice neighborhood, really quiet, no crime. It's great. Always has street parking. Um, but this new place costs $15 less, $14 less, woohoo. And it also has a dishwasher. It has ceiling fans. And you guys do not understand the kinds of commodities that these are. Like to find a place that has ceiling fans, whoa, because my power bill since summer started, almost $400 because I'm running AC. So to have ceiling fans that I can rely on so I can keep my AC on eco and still keep the room relatively cool, whoa big freaking deal so and a dishwasher what what so crazy i know that everyone else is like yeah those are just like basic things no no they're not well and i guess like for context in the uk having a dishwasher it's a nice thing like most most houses will now have one but if you're buying a secondhand house especially or if you're renting a flat it's Mm -hmm. very possible that it would not have a dishwasher Mm -hmm. so it's it's not everywhere yeah. And we don't have air conditioning. I have portable air conditioning because I would hurt people mm. if I did not have air conditioning because I am so bad with heat. I'm yeah. like, you know, when people are hangry and that's like all the Snickers commercials, like you're not playing like you when you're hangry. And it's like Betty White on a football field. Mm-hmm. That is me when mm-hmm. I'm in a hot weather. I'm just not a good yeah. person. I am like that with hot weather and with sore feet. I'm the biggest yeah, jerk is queen <laughs> of terrible moods with sore feet <laughs> like don't even talk to me when i have sore feet i will snap at anybody <laughs> child 
elderly individual, it does not matter. I'll avoid. scream right back at you. <laughs> I will <laughs> avoid scream it. right back. So anyway, that is my tea. Really excited for this new place. It's like recently redone, beautiful hardwood. It has closets out the wazoo, like deep closets that I can actually like walk into insanity. So um, my last little point or my last little comment is that I'm going to make a faux peony wall for like my bedroom. This is going to be really cute. Maybe I'll do like a turf one eventually for the living room just for like photo aesthetic purposes. But my window, I have a double window in my bedroom and the fire escape's right outside of it. So it's like aesthetic. So mm, excited. Love that. Excited. So we're happy. Anyway, um, Han, what's your little Lipton today? My little week back of Lipton is mostly that I have a niece, which is really exciting. And then just kind of a general life update. So right now we are still waiting for our house to be completed for building. Um, It is mostly done. So we've had the kitchen go in. We've had painting. The Tylers have come and gone, I think. We have a street light outside our house now. Like they said they would. So basically the way that they're building the housing estate is like they're building like pretty far way back so our road is the kind of main road that cuts through it and they've built like way further back than we are so they had to finish off the like the power the the grid system they had to finish off all of the like sewage relatively quickly because they had to push back um other houses so it's going great and we are basically living in a storage locker because our house right now is smaller than our future house will be which is i think the case for everybody but in our case it just feels like there's some packed boxes there's not enough space for things so we've like packed some stuff and then there was stuff that we never really unpacked when after we got married because we were just like oh well we won't live here very long so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. long story short we're basically living in like a storage unit right now which is it's fine i i can't complain but Mm -hmm. my husband can and Mm -hmm. and he will (laughs) oh (laughs) and he's like oh this house is so small I'm like you don't know small when I was so I was abroad in Cuba for a while when I was with the military and I lived in genuinely I'm not kidding you an eight by ten unit that was they had us in like these tin cans basically but they were so well air conditioned that I did not (laughs) I I could wear like a sweatsuit in Cuba which if you know you know like you are doing amazing if you have that much air conditioning so long story short I I can do small spaces like Mm -hmm. it's, it's really not that problematic for me but for my husband it's like (laughs) <laughs> well you guys can just come visit me and then he will go home and feeling he'll, he'll feel blessed so <laughs> i think he would cry <laughs> i don't i don't know <laughs> what do you mean you it. can cross the whole apartment in less than a minute <laughs> yeah Emma, less than I can 30 seconds both walls so you can see it's a hallway <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> so yeah and as far as puppy training goes ruby's good she's she's thriving she's doing great and yeah she she is teething right now and we are working on that as a family because Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. problematic and then the only other thing is that i have a secret most people don't know this so this is like undercover top secret information you will only know this if you listen to the podcast if you know you know Mm -hmm. i'm not really a gamer one would say correct which we know we have, we have spoken about this. We've been new. 
yeah, I, I love Monopoly. So obviously I'm not a gamer. <laughs> like, so I, I was never Stop really- gatekeeping gaming. Also stop it. <laughs> I was never really somebody who was like, Oh, video games. Ugh. Like mm-hmm. I, I did not care. Until- I have a new video game system okay. and I'm obsessed with it. And I play it all the time, borderline obsessively. Okay. I'm going to tell you the game system and the game because it's important for context. Okay. When you were younger, did you have a Game Boy? (laughs) Uh, Naturally. (laughs) Obviously. Yeah. So if you grew up in the Midwest, in the States, you had a Game Boy when you were growing up. And you had hopefully that's like games. everybody, not just us. Otherwise, you guys had terrible childhoods. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Can you imagine? <laughs> no, like Sonic can. on your Dreamcast, that's what you had. <laughs> uh, Donkey Kong. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I have a Nintendo Switch and I have <gasps> yes. been playing Pokemon. Okay. And I have been thriving. I have been okay. loving it. Do you have uh, do you have the regular Switch? I don't even know what that. Means. Okay, I have the switch. I have the switch light because it's a little smaller. Oh, I have the regular switch that okay. like plugs into your TV, and it is. Oh, okay, okay. Experience. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I got a switch probably about two years ago now, and it is life changing. It really is. I love it. Like it's such a throwback to play Pokemon, but it's currently fun, and it doesn't make me motion sick. So, like for those who didn't know. I am apparently so old that playing Spyro like made me motion sick and I couldn't keep playing it. So I, I'm just, you know, we're, we're always looking mm-hmm. for like stuff to do at home because I am an, I've talked about this before, but I'm an introvert. I need to recover at home. So I need stuff to do. That's not just like mindless TV mm-hmm. and we got a puppy. So that's mm-hmm. one. And then two <laughs> is the switch. <laughs> and honestly, I found myself obsessively playing the first week. I was like, when can I go play Pokemon? And that's so weird. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, if you ever decide to just do the handheld, you might try Spyro that way. You might get less motion sick if you played like the small version versus the big screen version. But um, I also have Spyro for my switch just because some of the levels I think are easier on that platform. And if you, you need to try Luigi's mansion. So, we keep, this is the worst conversation. Ever. Honestly, this episode has been trash so far. I'm so sorry. You <laughs> no, it hasn't. Have we had cow this. jokes. Get out of here. You probably don't hear about any of this. Honestly, just, just hold on. Just co- just bear with us. <laughs> We're almost there. Hold on. Bear with us. I'm trying to think of another animal pun. I can't. So <laughs> we are fired and rehired. Anyway, the point being, Luke and I have been looking at that like so frequently because we just okay. pop by the game aisle at so Tesco, fun. which is our like grocery store. And for those of you who would come for me, if you live in the UK and you're like, you know, Tesco, I will tell you the club card points are bananas, bananas. <laughs> like, you know, you're so elderly when you get to the point where like the store's reward system determines where you shop. I'll give you an example. We had like a weekly shop grocery bill that was like 70 pounds the other day, swiped our club card, 52 Hmm. Is it like Tesco is kind of like, is it Costco-esque or Kroger-esque? Mm. Uh, it's more like Giant Eagle. Okay. Which is useless to people who didn't grow up in the Midwest. It's like Publix, but without the sandwich shop for the Floridians. And they're like, nothing's like Publix. It is. 
It's like Publix. <laughs> Literally a lot of things are like Publix, I hate to tell you. But Trader Joe's is also kind of like Publix. But it's a grocery store. I don't know how to break this to you. <laughs> um, no, really. Next time you go, you have you will not you won't regret it. Luigi's Mansion is so much fun. It's so fun. It's so fun. I'm obsessed. So anyway, um, last comment. I am in packing hell. So send help and tape. <laughs> I actually, I really need to get tape. So the last time I moved, last thing before we actually dive into this episode, I promise. The last time I moved, I didn't think about this because I packed my boxes, not, I didn't close the top. So I just packed things into the boxes. I was like, oh, well, once the furniture is in, like, all I got to do is like push these boxes in, like no big deal. The movers would not put those boxes in the truck because they weren't closed up. And I was like, okay, um, it's my truck. So it's, it's fine. It's something that's broken. It's not on you. Like I'm liable. So it's whatever. So what they ended up doing was like, I only had them for two hours because they would stack their jobs. And so they had literally two hours from like my start time, they had another job to get to. So all they could do was the big furniture because they didn't tell me the parameters of like what they needed before they got there. So they undid my bed, but then they saw the trundle. They're like, you need to like disassemble this whole trundle. And I'm like, you do not know the effort that goes into disassembling this trundle, like the trundle, like the wooden slats. It's a lot. It's a lot. So anyway, I started packing early in the hopes that I won't find myself in such a predicament and it's not going well. So send help and um, tape. Rip. So anyway, now that we've exhausted. Which is what we're hoping your boxes won't do. Hey. hey. Okay. All right. Well, I suppose it's time to get into the main portion, the main event, so to speak, of this. The Inquisition. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but there's no there's no tea there, but I like the pun. I like it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just but... avoiding the tea puns now because obviously I suck at them. So it's fine. So should, should we do Wendy and then trap or trap and then Wendy? Well, I think it's only right that Wendy gets the first play. Right. And then we bring in like a brief intro. And then boom, you're into okay. the trap music. And then bam, you're into the quizzes. And all of a sudden you're having so much fun. You didn't even know what happened. <laughs> yeah. The tea is exceptionally good today. <laughs> Who made this? Mmm. Very delicious. Super quick note. Normally, things that Wendy Williams says, I'm like, cringe, you're nuts, don't like you. But she just had this huge pro-Britney rant recently, and oh, I, I stan that. it. Stan it. So she that. was like, all I of you are fired. <laughs> I would like to intro this just briefly for you. And our purpose today is lots of fun. So we have prepared a brief selection of quizzes based mm-hmm. on our own personal preferences and absolutely no logic so <laughs> such is gathered, the transcontinental tea <laughs> we have gathered this smattering of quizzes and we will proceed to take them with you so the exciting part is hopefully our answers and the less exciting part is that you're probably driving listening to this and if you're bored don't swerve or fall asleep Hey, you know what? Hey. Honestly, of all the podcasts that I try to pick out when I'm like doing something mundane, it's something that's going to be interactive and entertaining. And if I do so say myself, like this is both of those things. So we are always interactive and to ourselves constantly entertaining. entertaining. <laughs> because I have straight up, let me just have an egotistical moment. I listen to us on road trips like all the time. Oh, I do the same thing. I go back but to like old episodes. I think if you do not listen to your own, it's just like, if you don't like your own paintings, like if you don't listen to your own creative outlet, you probably don't enjoy it. So like, Mm -hmm. it's also good to see, like, I want to make sure, like, if I hear something, I'm like, Ooh, maybe we should have changed that or this or that. And rarely does anything come to mind, but you know, sometimes. 
And Every once in a while to air is human. And here at Chilton, we try to beat that humanity right out of you. <laughs> so, and it works. Um, would you say that we're both, am I a Paris Geller in your opinion? I would say you're more like a Francie. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I am both <laughs> diabolical and intelligent. Thank you so much. You've had one goal this whole year to master the perfect liquid line, <laughs> to bring me down and to master, master the, perfect the perfect liquid line. Liquid line. <laughs> Oh, Which is still I mean... struggle in my life. So um, we stand Francie. So, okay. Um, without further ado, Han, let's bring on the sole reason that we're doing a podcast like this. 100%. It's Jeopardy trap music, y'all. dogs just eye lip eye emoji me every time you play that music because i'm like i'm just like jamming out in the seat with very limited motion because i'm not getting out of my chair so yeah we we really mastered the art of dancing in our seats when we went on road trips together in california we literally <laughs> would be like dancing all over the car but seated and seat belted because safety Thank you. So. <laughs> i was telling somebody the other day that um we were there was like a disney song on and i was talking about like our karaoke and how we have like very specific parts like no no we do it but we know whose part is whose like we know so anyway how should we open to the quiz okay i will give you a one question quiz just dip your toe in okay so of course i've gone back to buzzfeed quizzes because i love a buzzfeed quiz i just think they're hilarious Mm -hmm. so the first one I have for you is a quick and easy. Mm-hmm. Which celebrity are you compatible with based on your star sign? <laughs> okay. So obviously your zodiac sign tells you the most about your life. And <laughs> with your zodiac sign, Audrey Engvalson, BuzzFeed staff, can tell you <laughs> without a doubt who your compatible celeb is. So before you tell me your star sign, okay. which I already know, but before you tell me your star sign, Give us a guess of who you think you're going to be compatible with based on your celebrity. Like, uh, okay. Uh, Aubrey Plaza. Who? Um, Parks and Rec, Andy's girlfriend, Aubrey Plaza. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Um, possibly Emma Stone. Okay. Aquarius, let me think. Maybe Aquarius. Um, I can't remember her name. Oh my gosh, you just gave Jennifer. me your star sign. <gasps> Sorry, it, it, it me uh, and Jennifer Lawrence is my last guess. Okay, J Law. All right, Aquarius, initiate celebrity pairing. Oh, you've got like a tipped over vase as your symbol. I don't know what that means. Technically, Aquarius is an air sign, but I always think water because I think water aqua is aqua? literally in it. <laughs> okay, whatever. So. People don't know linguistics. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, it's a rumbling. Uh, I'm so excited to find out my new celebrity BFF. Wow. You'd be perfect with 
Nicki Minaj. <gasps> yes, Nicki. Is a Sagittarius. You both enjoy adventure and excitement in your lives. You want a relationship where the other isn't just open to try new things, but happy to. You and Nikki would thrive in group settings, making you an ideal pair with a very fulfilling social life. I have to agree. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would agree. Thank you so much, BuzzFeed, for validating my choices. Okay. Wow. That was really good. <laughs> that was maybe the best quiz yet. Okay. It's only so. This is me quizzing myself, so it's quizception. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I would say I'm open to your feedback, but I would say based on my personality and my star sign, I'm probably compatible with uh I would say maybe J Law, Jennifer Lawrence, maybe Olivia Munn. I get the sense that we have the Mm -hmm. same star sign. I don't know why. We don't share a lot in common, but I get the sense that we have the same star sign. And I'm going to go with Taylor Swift as an outlier because unfortunately, I just feel like there's a lot of, you just get thrown a Taylor Swift. Like everybody gets along with Taylor Swift. She likes cats and she knits. Like there's not a lot to dislike about her unless you're Kim Kardashian, to be honest. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, Okay. tell tell the people and then tell us the answer. I am a cancer. And my star sign buddy celebrity is Beyonce. (laughs) So Beyonce's a Virgo. We love that for her. Love it. The good thing about a Virgo cancer relationship is that both of you will genuinely care for each other. Couldn't agree more. You will delight in having someone to nurture you. Thanks, Beyonce. And you'll enjoy nurturing Bay right back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beyonce will reason with your head while you reason with her heart. I knew together, I was say that. Together in check. Oh, I can't wait to be Beyonce's partner. So now that we have that information, obviously we have to go and meet them immediately and be like, listen, I know you don't know, but. No, you don't know this, but we're perfect. <laughs> BuzzFeed quizzes informed me and I'm informing you and I have a legal requirement to tell you that you're my soulmate apparently <laughs> I didn't even know until like two days ago here we Listen go to the podcast episode you can yeah, hear it <laughs> so I mean I read the answers like out loud so okay 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 nice and easy quiz to start us off I am ready I don't know about you but I'm ready to feel stupid and or really smart so it my sure. my quiz is you either have to be really smart or really dumb to answer these recent Jeopardy questions correctly. Please, for the love of God, answer in the form of a question by Ash Rodriguez, a community contributor. So she's not staff. She's just I'm probably going to get the answer as a question wrong. I just shout things out. Okay. I was always that kid in class, you know, the kid who sat at the front who was like, 1869. Like, that was me. So there's only five questions for us to get through, thankfully. So, okay. Number one. <laughs> In what happened in my life to make me <laughs> like that? I'm so sorry. The higher the tone, the closer to God. So <laughs> that's so true. So in 2017, this band, whose singer goes by a nickname, became the first to have number one albums in the US in the 1980s, 90s, 2000s, and 2010s. Are you ready for the options? Yes. Thank okay. God. <laughs> I'm going to give you the options. Who is Gun and Roses? Who is U2? Who is Aerosmith? And who is Green Day? I'm pretty sure it's Guns and Roses, but it's fine. BuzzFeed. It is. <laughs> uh, community contributor, check yourself. And I'm going formally with 
the band U2 with a singer Bono. Okay. I can only think of that artist having a nickname. So I'm too going with U2. Who is U2? I too am going with U2. We are correct. Yes. Basically, we're ready for Jeopardy. So that's what I learned. Uh, Oh, I was going to say Alex. R.I.P. Rip. Seriously, I don't know how they're going to do it without him. They talked about, I don't know who the new host is. They were talking about Ken Jennings doing it since he's like one of the most famous Jeopardy contestants ever. He had like I've the longest winning is. streak of all the other contestants so far or something. He's like, he's up there. So he's very famous. Oh, that's nice. Um, okay. Second question. In 2019, this public university attempted to trademark the word the for use on clothing and hats. I'm <laughs> Ohio University. Who is the Ohio University? It's actually <laughs> Ohio State University. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that is correct. And I didn't have to read the answers because we knew because the Ohio State University, it's, it's who they are. The Ohio State University. Marty Pants kids. Thank you, Ohio. See, everyone's all like, what does Ohio contributed? Um, first of all, us. So you're welcome. Uh, second of all, great Jeopardy answers. <laughs> Third of all, flight at North Carolina. And mm, and fourth of all, the dessert buckeyes. If you haven't had one, I'm sorry, life sleeping. changing. Sleeping. Life changing. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Cedar Point. We could go on. Do we want to live there again? Absolutely not. Do we recognize their contributions? Yes. We could. We would not, but we could. <laughs> you would be wrong. Okay. Um, oh, I don't know how to say this. Okay. On either side of, how do you say this? Is it Indochina? Indochina? Yeah, Indochina. Okay. I, I want to make sure it wasn't like Indochina or something, and I was just an idiot. But <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Indochina, but I could be wrong. On either Are you side. <laughs> hey, so it's a CH. You don't know. And it's not like Indo and know. China are both capitalized. Like it's you just don't it's, know. Yes. So on either side of Indochina are these two gulfs that start with the same letter. Okay. There's I can't read you the answers because then you're gonna get it right because only one of them has the same letters. So Hannah, do you have any idea? Indochina. Two gulfs that start with the same letter. I can give you the first letter if it makes it easier for you. That would be so helpful. The letter T. Today is brought to you by the letter T. T. As in the transcontinental T. 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 But really, it's T. 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 Uh, all I'm thinking of is Taipei, and that's not helpful. Okay. Well, it is. What are the gulfs of Tonkin and Thailand? Well, I think those are our answers. <laughs> that's the only one. I couldn't read them because I was like, I actually knew Bengal Tonkin blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it was I'm like I knew Tonkin once you said it, but no, yeah, geography is not my strong point. So. <laughs> okay, number four. Ahem. A cleft of limestone in England sheltered Reverend Augustus Toplady from storm and inspired this popular hymn. I'm gonna give you four choices. Are you ready? What Come is on. what is Rock of Ages? What is trust and obey? What is Jesus saves and what is surrender all? Read me the answers again. I'm going to osmosis guess. Hang okay, on. Okay. Rock of ages. Let me just reiterate a cleft of limestone in England sheltered him from storm. Rock of ages, trust and obey. Jesus saves, surrender all. I think they want to give you a gimme with rock of ages. I'm going with trust and obey. You are incorrect. It is rock of ages. 
Dang it. Limestone, rock. It's right there. <laughs> I know, but it seemed too obvious. It yeah, seemed like I know what you mean. They were like, See, uh-huh. that's, I, think, I think that's what they meant by you have to be smart or dumb because a dumb person would have been like rock of ages. The word rock is in it. Limestone's a rock. Which it's is rock. Yeah. why I guess rock of ages because <laughs> I tried to deduce. It was my bad. You outthought yourself. Okay, last one. The title of this 1985 novel by a Canadian author partly alludes to the similarly named stories in a 14th century work. What is the progress of love? What is, what do I remember of the evacuation? (laughs) What is five ways to survive a dino apocalypse? (laughs) What is proud empires? And what is the handmaid's tale? Handmaid's tale. Correct. It is the handmaid's tale. Yeah, because it's in popular cultures. Now, I don't know about you guys, but we got five out of five correct. <laughs> so no, we, <laughs> we got four out of five correct. It's fine. Um, so okay. on to the next quiz. Mm-hmm. As promised, we're doing a food quiz. So this is being transcontinental in our tea, a transcontinental quiz. And it's, are you Australian, American, or British when it comes to eating? Are you prepared? I'm ready. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to quiz Emma because as most of you will know, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, I am an Anglophile. I'm very Mm -hmm. British and I will probably answer in a very biased way, making the Mm -hmm. quiz invalid. And so I will probably not do that great. So as an effort to unbias the quiz results, we are going to quiz Emma, who is anybody's guess really between these three. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to say. So we're going to find out. That's what we're here for. Okay. Number one. Okay. Pick a breakfast food. You have cereal, avocado toast, eggs, baked beans, and grilled veggies, or no breakfast. I wonder what the baked beans one could be. Um, I'm going to go with I no, wonder. Uh, no breakfast because I don't eat breakfast. Wow. Well, I don't think this quiz is going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> We're only one out of whatever right now. We're fine. It's fine. All right. All right. Lunchtime. Okay. You have a sandwich, a hot dog, and soup and cheese and bread. I'm sorry, a soup and cheese and bread one meal? Yeah, so it's like soup and cheese bread. What was so the, the soup is in a bowl okay. and then the cheese is on the bread and the bread is adjacent to the bowl, okay. which I assume you want to dunk. Panera style, I'm, I'm there, okay. What were so my other choices? So a sandwich, okay. hot dog, soup, and on the side, cheese bread. Is there a specification to what kind of sandwich it is? It is a sandwich. Okay. Uh, I will go with the soup and cheese bread. Okay. But you also had none. So at that point, you would have been over two meals. <laughs> at that point, that's problematic. So. Okay. Pick a midday snack. Okay. Cheezels, Walker's crisps, or popcorn, or none? Crisps. Okay. Walker's crisps. Choose some dinner. A hamburger. <laughs> you have <laughs> sausage barbecue and you have roast beef. Hamburger. Okay. All I'm thinking of is the grapes. <laughs> I was thinking passport to Paris when they feed him McDonald's. <laughs> My God, they're roast beef. Oh. <laughs> Classics. Okay. Picking a dessert now. Okay. We have tea cakes. Lamingtons, apple pie, or none? Apple pie. Finally, you get to pick a drink. 
Mm. Do you want a root beer, a soda, or tea? Root beer is a soda. Apparently not. Mm, I guess a soda because I'm a Diet Coke freak. Oh, you're an American eater. You're Sorry. as wholesome as apple pie. You are a truly American person with American taste buds that will always prefer fast food over anything else. You are is- uncultured swine. <laughs> Both of those things are untrue. And I am highly offended because the, the foods that they're offering are not like maybe they're classic cuisines for these regions, but I will tell you, this was a poorly formatted quiz from the quiz person. Feedback. An American wrote this quiz. An American wrote this quiz and they picked very like niche dishes for a few of them that if you know, you know, kind of dishes, but like I would have given you a few more options that were more like oh, this was going to go a bunch of different ways and you didn't know how it was going to go, but they just picked like, which of these three famous foods from these regions would you eat? Right. I mean, I have a very versatile palate in my, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this French cafe in the city that I adore, that I go to every time I'm there. I go to a French cafe every week. And they do speak <laughs> French and I try to practice and it doesn't go well. So yeah, so I don't know. I feel like, a hamburger is also a universal food. Um, cheddar cheese and apple pie might be very American, but everything else I feel like is kind of wide net. Cheddar so. cheese on apple pie is honestly like that's what Hitler ate. Like you you're were sleeping a, on it. I'm telling you, what, no, if you eat you're that. you're sleeping on it. What you need to do, and you're gonna think I'm freaking insane, is put applesauce on mac and cheese. I'm not even kidding. Genuinely. John Wayne Gacy is freaked out by you right now. <laughs> like he's freaked out by you. The feeling is mutual, John. Okay, okay John. <laughs> so anyway, we're going Next back quiz. to we're going back to the brain for for my quiz. So don't call it a comeback. Uh, uh, I've been here years. My next quiz by Dave Stapera, Buzzfeed staff. We're we're back in the major leagues. We we've moved on from we played AAA. We did. We're it. going back. So we Dubs. are now on a quiz titled. If you can't pass this quiz, you should not have graduated from high school. Which is particularly awkward because we both graduated 10 years ago, a decade. That's freaking nuts. Yeah. Someone posted date options for my 10 year reunion. And I was like, pass. Thank you so much, but pass. So decline. Thank you so much. Mm, This is so great, but also no. So um, the first question, what part of the cell is commonly referred to as the powerhouse? Oh, it's the uh, mitochondria. Correct. There are <laughs> options, but I knew that we were going to get that once. I didn't feel the need to give them to you. Uh, okay. Uh-oh. Um, do you love stuff where you feel smart? I feel like I am such a crack whore for that. Like, I, I love <laughs> feeling smart. <laughs> I just don't get used to it because here we go. Carl Benda is a scientist. Um, bend it like Beckham movement. The <laughs> <laughs> Benda, like Beckham. Carl Benda is a scientist best known for doing what? Here are the options. Curing smallpox, discovering Pluto, inventing the practical transformer, or naming the mitochondria commonly referred to as the powerhouse of the cell. Give me his name again. Carl Benda. I'm going with Pluto. I don't think it's right, but that's what I feel. Wrong. (laughs) But it won't tell me what. Hang on, let me, (laughs) I'm gonna go back until I figure out what the right answer is because otherwise it's gonna drive me nuts. Because it doesn't tell you what the correct answer is. 
It's just like, no. What What would you guess before? I would have guessed curing smallpox, okay. which is also wrong. Okay. I, I, it's too many times for me to go back and check. It was probably like naming the mitochondria because. Why don't we just use the modern tool of Google? Google Carl Benda. This is a learning moment. Next time we'll get this right. He was one of the first microbiologists to study the internal structure of a cell. <laughs> they played us like a fiddle. <laughs> they played us for fools. <laughs> they were like, do you remember that question you just answered? Here's the guy. And we were like, no. Well, I'm just saying, you don't hear of like a bendologist. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I took all of the science classes and he was never mentioned as far as I know. That was 10 years ago, but who can say? But probably not. Can so. we just plug the fact that the American education system has failed thank you many times okay question trois thomas jefferson the third president of the united states was renowned for his knowledge in math classics and law even though he was so smart what is something he did not know and i'm going to give you the options are you ready that the earth is round how to play the violin (laughs) sorry that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> Which wine would pair best? Wait, wait, wait. And that the implications of John Locke's second treatise of civil government. Okay. I'm, I don't know about you, Hannah. I'm sensing a pattern. Hmm. <laughs> and considering the year this of kids studying microbiology, <laughs> I'm going to have to say Thomas Jefferson probably did not know about the mitochondria. What do you think? Yeah, also probably not. Uh, I would also say the earth being round was an earlier discovery, so he probably knew about that. I'm going to go with Mr. Oh, Bendis' work. Oh my god. Okay, you're going to like lose your mind. I wish I had previewed this quiz because this is ridiculous. Okay. Is that it? There's four, we're on 4 or 10, so here we go. One train leaves Chicago's Union Station at 1 p.m. and another arrives, or I'm sorry, leaves New York's Penn Station at 3 p.m. At what point do they discover that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell? <laughs> they will never discover this around 4 p.m. tomorrow or 1894, the same year Richard Altman formally discovered mitochondria, a.k.a. the powerhouse of the cell. Bro, this is bad quiz. <laughs> I am so upset because- What's the guy's name? His name is Dave Stapera. And clearly Show this me is his like- staff picture. Show me his staff picture. Dave, <laughs> MIT did not accept you. Okay. You do not need to prove to people. You work for BuzzFeed. Smart about mitochondria. They get it. Um, it was funny the first couple of times. After that, like, let's move on into actual basic knowledge. You know? Okay. I'm going to switch it to something completely different. Okay. Just really like quick. Like sands through the hourglass. So it, are the we're, quizzes we're of now, our lives. Sarah Aspler is going to give us the quiz. Most high school graduates can't pass this ninth grade Shakespeare test. Can you? A woman, a woman coming to clean up is all I'm saying. <laughs> all I'm saying. Okay. Where was William Shakespeare born? I mean, I- England. How close yes. do they want me to get? <laughs> it's just England is what they want. Oh, okay. In which city does Romeo and Juliet take place in? It takes in fair Verona where we lay our scene. Correct. Which famous theater is associated with Shakespeare? The Globe. The Globe, which we just casually walked by. We were there. Which you can still visit. Fun fact, it's not the original because it burned down, but you can still Um, visit. Be excited because Shakespeare in the Park is a thing again here. So pretty neat. Mm. Okay. Which famous actress shares her name with William Shakespeare's wife? Hang on. Don't worry, Prada. Meryl? No. (laughs) 
And yeah, and, that's and, what I was thinking. And Hathaway. Okay. Meryl? <laughs> we know it. Okay. How many sonnets and plays did Shakespeare write? Oh, he wrote like a hundred and something sonnets. Okay. And do you want options? Yeah. Okay. 73 sonnets and 19 plays, 98 sonnets and 28 plays or 23 plays, 154 sonnets and 300, and, sorry, 30, can you imagine? 37 plays or 325 sonnets and 56 plays. I think it's a hundred, a hundred and Correct. 154 sonnets. Yes! Do you want to know where I learned that fact? Gilmore Girls. <laughs> studies for her test. Yep. And that she doesn't even get to take. So, um, which. 30 seconds late to a test? She was hit by a deer. Okay. Which Shakespeare <laughs> film adaptation is the modernization of the taming of the shrew? Oh, I know this, but give me the options West Side Story, She's the Man, The Lion King, or 10 Things I Hate About You? 10 Things I Hate About You. Correct. Which of these characters are not in Macbeth. Which is such a good movie, by the way. Oh, Heath, love you. Okay. Uh, Fleance. Not in Macbeth. Not in Macbeth. Fleance, Tybalt, The Three Witches, or King Duncan. Say the first one again. I think it's Fleance or Fleance. Fleance. It's not Fleance. I think it's Fleance. It's F-L-E-A-N-C-E. And then the second one was? The Three Witches, King Duncan, and Tybalt. Tybalt is in Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. Correct. He's the cousin. Okay. And he dies. <coughs> okay. Romeo plus Juliet. Also great film adaptation with Leo DiCaprio. Everybody says that. I just don't think it was that great. I love it. I love it because of its modern setting, but classic language. I think that's why I like it so much. Okay. Okay. Anyway, also Leo DiCaprio because I love him. But anyways, how many lines does the Shakespearean sonnet contain? 12, 14, 18, or 20? 14 lines written in iambic pentameter. Correct. All right. Uh, am I a savant? <laughs> um, are we so cultured? Quick question. <laughs> Broadway who? Okay. <laughs> Which of the following plays is not categorized as a tragedy? Twelfth Night, King Lear, Anthony. My life. <laughs> Anthony, I'm sorry, did you gouge your eye out? I don't know. Did someone take your eyes out? Quick question. Um, Anthony and Cleopatra and Hamlet. Okay. One more time because I interrupted with my own joke. Sorry. Twelfth Night, King Lear, Anthony and Cleopatra, or Hamlet? Uh, Twelfth Night. Not a comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My favorite sidebar, my favorite Shakespearean play is probably Much Ado About Nothing. Mm. I love it. I love it so much. Okay. Which play is the following quote from? Uh, okay, sorry. It was written twice, so it was, it was very confusing for me. It's like, which which quote, quote, which quote, quote, and it was really strange. So, which play is the following quote from? The course of true love never did run smooth. Othello, Julius Caesar, A Midsummer Night's Dream, or The Merchant of Venice? I'm going to go with The Merchant of Venice. It's everyone's favorite thing to quote. It's from The Midsummer's Night Dream. Mm, the, line, the line is spoken from Lysander to Hermia. Mm. Okay, we get 9 out of 10, right? We, aka you, and also me, are certified Shakespeare scholars. You're a total brainiac. We passed brainiac. high school. We don't know that. And you're free, Steve. You're a total brainiac. And your score proves it. You weren't just on the honor roll. You were probably your school's valedictorian. No, I was not. Thank you so much, though. Thank you so much for your belief mm-hmm. in me, but no. Incorrect. Okay. Uh, and also, at Steve, screw you. Um, Steve. See you in court. I have so many questions for you. And my first is, why? Okay. Okay. So... 
I have a quick quiz and then I will finish with an intellectual quiz. So we got to, okay. we got to take a break. You know, we're all like, yeah, oh, we're, we're so like, smart, smart, smart. smart. What else do we got? Yeah. yeah. So are you a millennial or not? <gasps> so this quiz will once and for all separate Ta-da. the millennials from everyone else. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. I've stretched. I'm ready. Okay. Oh, they're stupid. Oh no. We need to preview our quizzes, man. What year were you born? That's a lame one. So lame. Hang on. I'm just going to click on it because I need to know, but I'm annoyed with you and I will go back retroactively and find you, whoever you are that wrote this. Obviously we're millennial. Thank you. That was so hard to figure out. (laughs) Were you born between this year and this year? Congrats. You did it. Do you want to just know? Okay. Another man, Matt. Matt, stop her up. You should have stopped. Okay, if your if your name as a man is one syllable, exit stage left. No, my husband's name is one syllable. <laughs> no, Lucas is two syllables. So, but Lucas is name. Shh. In terms okay. of this parameter, it's Lucas. Thank you so much. Listen, a woman wrote this, so I trust her. Okay. If you get a, at least a twelve out of fifteen on this home. <laughs> Home phone quiz. <laughs> oh, I you need to not. <laughs> I keep reading this is a very incorrect word. This homophone. Homophone quiz. <laughs> Your grammar is mental level impressive. Impressive. Okay. It's very impressive. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> so I will say for those who don't know, Mensa is a really pretentious organization in the States that is mostly run by men, as is the world. And basically it's just a smart people club for mm-hmm. smart people about smart people by smart people. So the point, but they're also the ones that define the parameters of smart. So can we trust it? They do. I don't. I don't know, Audrey. Let's find out. So you have to choose which homophone fits best with each sentence. For the people who don't know, just quickly describe a homophone because we don't know our our audience right now. Homophone. It is two words. That Webster's Dictionary. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Webster's Dictionary at every high school paper started with. Miriam Webster <laughs> defines this as. So a homophone is two words that sound the same, but have completely different meanings and uses. So lead. Uh, yeah. So lead, the component like metal. Um, give me another pencil lead i'm like give me give me another use and then like lead to lead someone in the past tense correct so okay are you prepared i am prepared i am a grammar nazi so i absolutely will get these right but i shall support you if you doubt i believe that you will answer correctly for us both okay all right make sure to this is a pretty much a gimme but make sure to ship that in a blank envelope a, padded with two Ds, or B, patted with two Ts. Padded. Padded with two Ds is the right answer. <laughs> you are. Don't make a link. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Aviv Zink. Goodbye. Okay. So, oh, Tina. Tina used the shovel and blank to make a sandcastle. Pale, P-A-I-L, mm-hmm. or pale, P-A-L-E. P-A-I-L, pale is the right answer oh look pale means a usually cylindrical container with a handle (laughs) and pale means deficient in color or intensity of color (laughs) these names are very interesting after surgery ivan relied on a blank 
to help him walk during recovery? A, cane, C-A-I-N, or B, cane, C-A-N-E? C-A-N-E, because this is not the Bible. Correct. And yeah, cane means a hollow or pithy, usually slender and often flexible jointed stem, a.k.a. wood stick. And cane means rent paid in kind, especially percentage of a farm crop. And or slash able. (laughs) Enter able. (laughs) Able has not entered the chat. (laughs) Able is unfortunately unavailable at this time. He's unavailable for the chat. So the blank of scouts was excited for their yearly camping trip. Okay. Troop T-R-O-O-P or Mm -hmm. troop T-R-O-U-P. There's no E at the end of that? Okay. Anyway, it's T-R-O-O-P. Yes. I was thinking troop, like with like a like a. Oh uh, yes, it there was an e. Sorry, T R O U P E, like a comedy yeah. troop sort of thing. Yeah, so troop collection of people or things, which is our answer, and then troop with an e, which is a theatrical group of performers. Ta-da! The blank team was running practice drills in the water. Naval N A V E L or naval N A V A L A L. But I like the idea of just giant belly buttons playing in the water. The belly button team is very competitive, I will have you know. You must know. The We're going against blank, the toes next week. The blank you chose to paint the wall matches your eyes. Hue, H-U-E, or Hue, H-E-W. H-U-E. Is the right answer. Gradient of color. Uh, hue means to cut down by blows of an axe. Mm-hmm. Like we want to hue the patriarchy. So <laughs> <laughs> literally. <laughs> We're looking for someone to play blank drum in our band. Bass, B-A-S-E, or bass, B-A-S-S. Bass, bass. Is the right answer. Exactly. All right. We'll run through the rest of these really quickly because I can see where this is going. <laughs> the soup recipe calls for us to make a roux. R-U-E or R-O-U-X? R-O-U-X. Is correct. Rue, R-U-E, is French for road. And or to regret. (laughs) Je rue. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) You will rue the the yom. (laughs) Bella Herbia. (laughs) Okay, anyway. It's only funny if you speak Arabic. (laughs) The turbulent flight almost made me Wretch or wretch? W or R? R. Isn't it to wretch? Is the right answer. Okay. I was like, don't fucking look at me like that. I'm sorry. I shouldn't curse. Don't (laughs) fucking look at me like that. (laughs) I forget that I'm in a family-friendly environment right now. Wretch with a W means one who is profoundly unhappy. So if you constantly wretch, you will probably become a wretch. (laughs) I am a wretch. Alexander Hamilton. Aaron Burr shot Alexander Hamilton, Aaron Burr, sir, during a duel or duel. A, a duel. Duel means dose. Two individuals. I dose. <laughs> I always blank chicken. <laughs> I always Man, blank I go a my, lot of ways. <laughs> I always blank my chicken before I put it in the oven. Do you sear it with an A or do you sear it with two E's? I sear it with an A. 
is the right answer. A seer is a predictor of <laughs> developments, such as a crystal seer. <laughs> Kelly always draws in sketchbooks because of her blank for art, mitochondria or mitochondria. Is it flair, F-L-A-I-R, or flair, F-L-A-R-E? The former. Is the right answer. I need to replace the broken window with a new blank of glass. Pain or pain? <laughs> well, <laughs> pain without love. <laughs> Painfully is how I feel about any household chore, but it's pain without the eye. And with an I e. just prefer to wash my couch in peace. <laughs> Let me <laughs> weep below. <laughs> Correct. When I was a kid, I was scared of thunder and lightning or lightning. <laughs> lightning. Lightning. I was afraid of lightening the house on fire. So. I was afraid of lightening my house because I didn't want there to be stains. <laughs> After months also of that. training, I finally <laughs> landed my double blank during my figure skating routine. Is it Axel or Axel? I think it's Axel. <laughs> is it Axel? It's Axel. Mm. Axel is the pain or shaft of mm. a car part. Then I would, have, I would like to have a word with my crossword puzzle book because they spelled it wrong. So, well, we're homophone geniuses. You scored better than eighty-three percent of other quiz takers, which makes us better. Um, so Mensa, legally, you have to let us in. So sorry. <laughs> that was our mission exam, and we all know it. <laughs> okay, was that your last quiz? Yeah, boys. Okay, I have one more, and it's light, lighthearted, no, no brainiac involved. So very okay. little, very little effort here. We'll reveal which sex in the city later you are based on your answers to these questions. Yeah. Ahem. Okay, this one's. <laughs> I hate when they do this. Pick a college course. <laughs> <laughs> Pick a college course. No, it's, it's, so it's, a Carl Bender's history of mitochondria, B Thomas Jefferson's hobbies and knowledge of mitochondria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if a train at one p.m. mitochondrias, when will it mitochondria? No, it's just so targeted to the characters. What this question is, I don't know what the rest of it. Oh, uh, so it's like the food quiz. Pick a college course: art history, fashion design, marketing. I wonder who that could be. <laughs> marketing or political science? Political science. Okay. I'll go back and do mine after this, but it'll be quick. Okay. So I'm just going to run through. So this is just Hannah's character as of right now. Pick an activity, debate team, student council, drama club, or sorority. Because <laughs> sorority is an activity. Apparently. In high school. <laughs> um, it's not high school. It's just in general. Okay. Okay. I'm like, what high schools have sororities? I would say debate team okay i know who i'm gonna end up being and i would say (laughs) i would not identify as her if i had my way (laughs) no but the quiz saith otherwise so saith saith a lot (laughs) okay pick an artist to listen to while studying for me it's none of the above but it's fine also the children are playing in the lobby again and i'm this close to going and screaming at them but it's fine um number one lady gaga beyonce the beatles or ed sheeran as much as I love my soulmate Beyonce, I'm gonna go with Edward Sharon. Okay. So he's, he's low-key. Real, real quick side story. So my father-in-law, before I knew him, the artist formerly known as my father-in-law, he <laughs> was playing. You know, there's the game where you put like a n- bunch of names in. If you like say he's formally known as your father-in-law, doesn't doesn't that mean you're divorced? 
No, it's just the artist formerly known. It's like Prince. Okay. okay. No. It doesn't, okay. It doesn't anyway, please so, continue. They were playing the game of names. So you put the game of faces. The girl has no name. The boy has no name. So you put all these names of famous people in a bowl and you okay. read the name out yourself. And it's kind of like charades, but you try to guess who the person is. So they went through and they could not guess who this person was. Okay. And so at the end of it, he goes, it seems to be a musical artist known as Edward Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I do love that Sharon. <laughs> so anytime Ed Sheeran's mentioned, I'm like, Edward Sharon, I love him. <laughs> Edward Sharon, yes, of course I've heard of you. Castles and Beverly. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. I already know what your answer is going to be, but I have to ask you anyway. Pick a TV show to binge watch. Next in fashion, Law and Order, Love Island, or Real Housewives. That's so much pressure. Okay, next in fashion, Love Island. Law and Order or Real Housewives? Law and Order or Real Housewives. So I would have picked Law and Order if it were SBU, but as such, unfortunately, you are no longer in the running to becoming America's Next Top Model. Uh, <laughs> no <laughs> rose for you. <laughs> no, no rose for you. You are the weakest link. I'll be the same. I love that scene from How I Met Your Mother. I don't know why people don't quote it more often. Anyway, mm-hmm. the uh, Love Island maybe... Uh, Real Housewives is such a good franchise, but then which one? Because if it was like Orange County, I think that you have your choice. Okay. Okay. Because I love like a Roby moment mm-hmm. or a Roni. Um, and if you don't know, then I can't tell you. Mm-hmm. I, okay. Love Island, Real Housewives. And then what's the other one? Next in Fashion, Law and Order. Yeah. Unfortunately, due to COVID and 9 11, Next in Fashion is also out. So mm, yeah. I will go with Controversy. Okay. I'm going to go with Love Island. Whoa. And I'll tell you why. Okay. For those who have not watched Love Island, because it's a British program that's only recently made its way over to the States. Mm -hmm. There's so much social experimentation in it. And it's so psychologically interesting Mm -hmm. that although you're like, uh, people competing for love on reality TV, blah. Yeah. It's, it's not like the bachelor though, because they actually, you know, put enough people for everyone interested to potentially couple up mm-hmm. and they are ba- they are rated on their compatibility as to how likely they are to win the money so the only way that you win the money at the end is if people vote for you because they think you're a great couple that's so, so much it, pressure it's so but it's so interesting but then like the dynamics in the house like what if you like someone else oh my gosh you picked someone on the first day and now someone new has come in that's going to shake up the whole house it's very interesting it's very like big brother mm. bachelor it's too stressful for me because i, I refuse, love it i refuse to compete so i would be terrible on that show no no i would never go on it uh except i want one of the water bottles the water bottles are nice okay good reason <laughs> Oh, is that hydration is always at the forefront of our minds. So, okay. You know, <laughs> you know uh, another mental health moment for you. You're so, so welcome. In conclusion, Low Island. <laughs> okay. Pick a fashion item. Classic trench coat, oversized blazer, a killer pair of heels, or a sexy little black dress. Classic trench coat. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with a trench coat. Unless you're really a flasher. Can. Read the last episode. So. Then you can't. <laughs> okay. Pick a job lawyer journalist public relations executive or a gallery curator 
literally people <laughs> no effort into this i know uh lawyer writer is it writer or journalist journalist public relations executive and a gallery curator i'd pick lawyer okay this is a stupid quiz pick a restaurant <laughs> pick a, okay you spent five minutes debating between real housewives and love Island, so i don't want to hear it <laughs> pick a restaurant a <laughs> yes that one was very niche um okay chinese takeout sushi restaurant french bistro or your local pizza joint french bistro mm-hmm. i feel you okay pick an activity yoga jogging swimming or tennis Ooh. It'd be swimming or tennis for me. Mm-hmm. Do I have to do it with someone else or is there no stipulation? I'm just left to my own imagination. You can just do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm going to go with swimming. Okay. I love a Nadar moment, which is Spanish for swimming. Nadar. <clears throat> okay. Pick your dream vacation. Spa trip in Palm Springs. Dance lessons in Argentina. See a show at the Sydney Opera House. Or a 10 fashion week in Milan. This is tough. What is this? This one is like, okay. I mean, I know what I'm going to pick, but yeah. So in a world where (laughs) I am picking like the most enjoyable activity overall, I would pick Sydney because there'd be a lot to see. There'd be a lot to do. You're in a different part of the world, Mm -hmm. but to have a ticket and not go to Fashion Week in Milan Sacrilege. would be against my religion. It would be against my religion. I can't. Sorry. I, I can't do it. I don't know Sorry. what you want from me. We have to. So. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Finally, pick an item to splurge on. Ooh. Fine jewelry. Catered dinner. Jimmy shoes. <laughs> um, Louboutin. Hello. Here I am. Catered dinner for friends. A custom mm. closet or electronics. Custom closet. Obviously. Sure. Why would you not do that? Okay. Are, sure. are you prepared? I don't think emotionally, but yeah. Okay. Wait, I want, who do you think you are? I think they're going to score me as a Miranda because of all the lawyer questions. You are incorrect. But I think I am a Carrie. Okay. You are actually Samantha Jones. <gasps> because Sam, you're confident, charismatic, and always commanding a room. You're a fiercely loyal friend who would do anything for those you love. So, hi, Sam. I'm sorry. I'm not coming back to the reboot. I know that people are really upset about it. I <laughs> wanted some character development. And they said no. So, okay, I'm going to do it really quick. And I'm going to say my college course is marketing. My activity is oh, uh, debate team also. My artist is going to be the Beatles. Uh, TV show to binge watch is Law and Order. My fashion item is going to be a little black dress. My job is public relations in my restaurant, also French Bistro. My activity, I'm torn between swimming and tennis because tennis is really cute outfits. So, <laughs> um, but I'm a better swimmer. So I'm going to go with tennis just to be different. Um, my dream vacation, obviously fashion week and custom closet. I am also Samantha. So is it rigged? Is it not? Who can say? But all that matters is that we are firm of Jones and Jones will be opening next week. So send oh. us your applications. <laughs> Honestly, We've done such a good job at promoting our own podcast. Why wouldn't you want us to manage? We're still good at this job. Honestly, though, if I wasn't already on the track to be in public diplomacy, I would absolutely do public relations. I wouldn't because everyone who does PR is annoying. 
Right. But they also make a lot of money. So, <laughs> but like, think about, have you seen the real housewives of Salt Lake city? No. no. Yeah. <laughs> so there's this woman on there who her job is like PR and there's another woman who actually does PR on there. And I'm not going to say their names because people might come at me, but Canceled. one of them, one of them clearly does not have an actual job. And one of them clearly has an actual job. So I think of the people like the one lady. Uh, I'm in PR because I yeah, helped up and plan a party. Like, <laughs> I literally bought a bottle of tequila and then I took a picture of myself with it. And now I'm in public relations. Uh, like, hmm. Wrong-o. So. <gasps> Wrong-o. <laughs> anyway, uh, that thus concludes the quiz episode, the quiz tea. And I just, I don't think it would be right to leave the quiz station without Songs some Jeopardy. music. Yeah. brings you joy doesn't it <sighs> honestly that was my workout for the day was <laughs> just dancing during those honestly that was my dance cardio so anyways guys we hope that following last week's absolute like tragedy of a discussion not that it was a bad discussion but just the content is so <gasps> you know yeah, it's really heavy, really deep. Um, so hopefully this more lighthearted, what do Emma and Hannah identify as far as TV characters go day that obviously you care so much about and you probably listen to this whole thing. You're still here, right? Probably, right? It's a dark room. I guess I can't see you guys. <laughs> Who's out there? Okay. Hello. <laughs> These stage lights are so bright. I cannot see you. So I'm assuming you're there. <laughs> so thank you so much for hanging out with us for this probably hour and 45 minutes that we've been here. Thank you for coming on a five hour quiz. <laughs> journey with us you have no idea how long that hannah and i could do courses back and forth honestly Ooh. if you were not here we would have kept going yeah we would like, absolutely have we would have kept going this so is like a road trip thing limiter so. need a limiter no. we're like thank you for being our buffer guys <laughs> we so appreciate you we need it so um tune in next week for something that's more relevant to your life i guess we'll include maybe not conversation. <laughs> it's our podcast and we make the rules so also feel free to dm us feel free to add us if you want to talk if you want to submit ideas we don't accept criticism but we do accept feedback <laughs> that is very nice and i'm very sensitive please do not make me cry which reminds me, I have a video that I'm going, I have it downloaded, everything is ready. I'm going to post it as a reel on our Instagram. Great. Which it's like metal music, but it's talking about how soft I am as a person. <laughs> I'm so, soft and cuddly. <laughs> it's very much like, words hurt. <laughs> and it's just really iconic. So I'm going to upload that as soon as I end recording. And um, Hannah, do you have any closing thoughts, ideas, anecdotes for the people? We are a podcast for Hannah and Emma, 
Bye, Hannah and Emma. <laughs> and I'm so glad that you could join us. <laughs> I have been Hannah. And I remain Emma. Oh, that's the tea.